Good morning, everybody. Let me have a, let me ask you a question. What what really stops us living a healthy and happy life? We've always all of us have wanted this, basically, haven't we? We all desire to be healthier, happier, leaner. We always want it, but because we always want it, that means we don't have it. Am I making sense? So can you see the contradiction there that we've lived in for like years and some of you decades? Now, when we look at the reality of our lives, like the truth of it, we are basically slaves to our emotions. And the question really is, is can you have an emotion without the words, without the thought? That's a question for you to think about. Is it emotion first, then thought? Or is it thought first, then the emotion? Or is it thought, the word emotion? Or is it that we try and word up what our emotions are and it's not accurate? Anyway, so basically we are slaves to our emotions, right? And our emotions are basically driven by things outside our control. They're driven by our automatic negative thoughts. We don't really control them. They're driven by the news, other people's opinions, family and friends, the conditioning of the culture we're in, and all this stuff. So that's what essentially is the filter that we live by, and it causes the emotions we have. And then those emotions disturb us. Emotions mean to disturb. So we are disturbed by our emotions, right? So we're basically slaves to whatever disturbs our emotions. Does that make sense? Are we making that logical step? So we are what disturbs our emotions. Marketing, for one, heavily disturbs your emotions. It makes you feel like you're missing out. FOMO makes you feel bad. Makes you think about stuff. Makes you want to buy something. The news is huge, obviously. Social media, opinions. So we are slaves to things outside our control. Most of us. And that's the truth of it. Me, you, everyone. So we see that we're slaves to things outside our control. They impact us all the time. Right? So when we look at these when we look at losing fat, right? When we look at we want to lose fat, we don't actually look at the truth of our behaviour. You know, we say, Well, we don't eat that much, I don't drink that much. Um, we essentially cover our behaviour in this mist of delusion and we never deal with the truth of it. So you think of it like all the clouds in the sky and you, the, the blue sky is there, but the clouds are covering. So all we see is the grey clouds, but behind that is the blue sky, it's the truth of our behaviour. But we can't see it because we're covering in all this nonsense, right? So we can't deal with the reality of it. And when we work this way, we basically work in a delusionary, delusionary state, we blame other things, we blame all sorts of stuff. And this is when exactly we're happy to, to, that the blame is external. And when someone comes along and tells you that the blame isn't you and it's external, like, oh, it's your hormones, take the hormone test to find the diet for your perfect, to do the perfect diet for your hormones, that's why you're not happy and healthy and losing weight. You go, yeah, you're 100%, it's gotta be that, okay? And we, still, we just live in this constant loop of basically shit. Um, and with that around us, we are very, we are, we are prime prey, prime prey for marketing tricks, superficial goals, marketing tricks, and we desire things we don't even want, this is how we work as human beings, like, when we think about what you desire, do you think you desire because you wanted that thing, do you think that's how it works, because if we look at how desire works, there is a theory called mimetic desire, mimetic theory, and essentially, we only desire really what other people desire, right? Think about this for a second. So we are typically prompted to desire something when we're made aware of it. Someone, you know, you go to the shop and 
there is a t-shirt on the rack or a shirt or a dress and you look at it you go nah then your friend's there and your friend kind of dresses quite cool and she's had compliments before and people say she dresses cool and she picks that dress up she goes oh this is cool you immediately now desire that dress right but that desire wasn't there before right so we've got like hunger thirst all this stuff their needs i'd say though their needs so you don't need desire to tell you to eat when you're hungry you don't need someone else's desire when you're thirsty to drink you will just drink right but this is what René Girard, who came up with this theory, says. He says about this romantic lie we tell ourselves, the self-delusion. So the story, we all say that we make certain choices because it's, you know, we make, we make our personal choices. But they fit our personal preferences. Um, and we just saw him wanted it, but it's usually when someone else wants it. Now, this is a passage from the book from called Wanting about mimetic desire. And this kind of explains it in a nutshell. And we've all, like, don't lie to me, guys. We've all thought like this. Let's have a look at the truth of it. So, this is the example uses. Consider an insecure guy who feels sparks on his first few dates with someone. They both decide to get more serious. The first thing he does is introduce her to all his friends because he desperately needs that approval. He's looking for some indication that at least one of them might want to be with her too. When none of them seem interested, he begins to doubt that he made the right choice. He seeks validation for his choices from his models, which is his friends or someone he looks up to. And there's a hard truth in her. You fancy someone for a while, okay, he drops off. And then you see someone else is interested in them, and then what happens? You want them again. And you think, oh, nah, maybe you didn't give him a chance. That, you know it's bullshit. The only reason now you desire that person again is because someone else desires them. It doesn't come from your own personal choices. And this is how we live most of our lives. You know, the jobs we go for, the career, where we live, what we wear, the person we want to be, all stems from the desire someone else has to be that type of person. You know, and then you might be like, well, what is the point in, like, learning all this? Why, are you ta- why am I telling you, Scott? Scott, why are you talking nonsense to me about desire? Well, the thing is, you might be like, how do I escape it? How do I stop it? And I don't think there is stopping this. And that's the first step. There's no escape from it. There's no running away from this. It's just who we are as human beings, right? And I think it's important, like we say, observing the food and awareness, is to aware, be aware of our desires. Because this is th- these desires lead us down roads, and this is what it takes our life, wherever it goes. So we need to be aware of our desires, and we need to be aware that most of our desires come from other people's desires, mimetic desire. But we don't judge ourselves on this. We just see it. Okay, in that awareness, without judgment, don't want to accept or decline it, there's a new energy, I believe, of action. So in that awareness, that uncontrollable urge to desire something that just popped into your head, it just melts away, it kind of dissolves, and then you can make different decisions. So we don't want to wish it away, it's part of human thought, it is us, right? And you might be thinking, like, what's this got to do with fat loss? Well, the reason this has got to do with fat loss, because if we desire to get leaner, healthier, because we've seen someone else do it. And that's the main push, is someone else has done it, they look good, they desire it, we look up to them or we wanna be them. So then we start doing a fat loss phase or getting into the gym. Because our desires, the mimetic desires are very unstable, the next time we see someone we look up to that doesn't desire health and fitness and has like the, well, I'm just gonna live my life, the desire to go to the gym and be healthy drops off. And then you wonder, a few days afterwards, you're like, oh my God, why am I like this? Why can I never stick to anything? What's wrong with me? 
it's because the, the the reason you did it to start with wasn't a true reason you wanted to do it. It's because someone else desired it. Like your friend started going to the gym again leaner, and then you want to do it. But you think that is a long-term strategy for doing lifestyle change. You know, it's not. Or you see someone on Instagram looking lean, and you want to get lean quick. So you jump on some fitness plan in that moment. You buy that plan that that person recommends, and you do it for two days. And then some other desire pops in, and you don't want it. You know? That's how we live. And we and we wonder why these things drop off. We wonder why we don't stick to things. Because we are ruled by desires of other people. And it's, it's, essential, it's especially the same with influencer marketing and all this stuff. And you may be like, well, it's called Louise and Ryan influencers. Yeah, they are influencers. And people will desire what they desire, which is to have that healthy lifestyle, strong, lean bodies. It's fine. But what I'm trying to tell you is, this is a human condition. This is how we work. And we can't escape it, but we need to be aware of it. Because I don't want you to start thinking that, like, all of a sudden your motivation drops off and you go, why did that, why is it dropped off? Okay, well, maybe you did come in from the desire of someone else. But you can still decide, well, maybe health is something I want to do. Maybe health is something I don't want to just desire. Maybe health is what I want to be. That's the difference, I think. The health is something you become. Healthy is something you become. And it's just part of you. Someone asked Alan Schwarzenegger on the podcast before, like... Arnie, why are you still training in the gym? You're like 74 years old. Why are you training? And he's like, why do you eat breakfast? Why do you eat? Why do you drink? That's how I see working out, he said. I see it as part of me. I eat, I drink, I work out. That's it. It's part of me. And there's no need for someone else to desire it for him to do it or someone else to look leaner for him to do it. It is just him. And he's doing it for the good of it, full stop. He does the working out because it's good for him. Done. It's healthy for him. Done. There's no external thing that I want to look this way, that way. You know, that's an added bonus. He does it for the good of it. And that's how we need to look at this this entire lifestyle thing. We can't be letting it be dictated by an end result because there is no end until you die, basically. So we can't let it happen that way. You know, I've seen the mimetic desire happen with me. Like, I'll go and watch a rugby game or go see the rugby boys. And I, it's a class game on the weekend and they're all loving it. Someone scores a last minute try and I'm like, oh, you know, back in the day, played rugby. I wish it was me again, I desire it, I shouldn't have stopped playing, I could have been in that game. And you know, we get these automatic thoughts, desires, because other people are desiring it and they do it, and it's like, yeah. But then I observe it, and sometimes you beat yourself up about it. You're like, oh, why did I stop doing it? Oh my God. And you, Because you see those moments of glory, or those like peak moments and stuff, you wish you'd kept going or whatever. But if you see it without, you know, just observing it, it's ridiculous, you know. It shouldn't make you feel bad, just because you go and watch something at this peak. You know, a lot of people um, desire to be entrepreneurs when they see, like, someone who is very successful and they see the end of it, like, you know, maybe the, the, the flashy car that person's driving or the awards they win, and they go, oh, that's, I want it now. But it's like, yeah, but the reality of that, that is just the part, the, like, that's just the nice part, you know, the reality is seven days a, di- seven days a week working. Or you look at professional athletes and go, I wish I was a professional athlete and desire or whatever. And the truth is, they didn't put in. They wouldn't have put it, given away their life from age eleven to twenty, just training and not drinking and going out. You know, have you noticed this with yourself? Happens all the time. And if you rely on desire, if you don't see this, you are going to be ruled by it for the rest of your life. And then the times, will, the years will go by, and you'll be like, I don't know what the hell I want, because you've never really looked deeply enough, because you've only wanted what other people want. And that's the danger. That is the danger. So I think we need to become healthy. 
And when we are healthy, that person is us, we are healthy, we do things for health, happiness, freedom, it becomes part of us. And there is no need for desire to do it, we just do it, you know? Like we brush our teeth, like we eat, we train, and we track, and we become curious about what we're putting in our bodies. Hmm? Is that how we can see it? We do it for the goodness of it itself, as in nothing else? So I think... Is human nature, this mimetic desire is ingrained in human nature. We cannot escape it, but let's be aware of it moving forward because otherwise you're going to be blind and you're going to just be desiring other desire without knowing it and you're going to be confused when all you're always so chaotic in what you want. In it, How chaotic are we with what we want? We want to be this there, we want to, be, we want to do that, we want to do this, we want to do that. Slow down. Look at, the inter look at it. Look what's going on. Yeah, just look at it, what's going on, and you see it. And then you can decide other options. You don't have to go blindly down what other people desire all the time. Even though, in the moment, it's such a powerful force. And that is why most people can't stick to any fat loss plan because they only do it when they see someone else in shape or they want to look a certain way because they saw a picture on Instagram or it's a new in thing. And they're not actually doing it for the honest truth of it, which is the health, which is the freedom, which is the happiness that is the byproduct of being a healthy person. Because when you're not healthy, when you're ill, all you want to do is be healthy. You know, when we're injured, all we want to do is not injured. You know, we take it for granted that we sometimes have days where we have no pain and, and health things and all that. And the person that's ill or has health problems, the only thing they want is to just be back into a healthy state. Right? With all the money in the world, it doesn't matter. They want to be healthy. So we need to look at that. We need to look at this seriously. This, this, this living healthily is the pinnacle of human achievement essentially if we can be healthy every day and to be healthy every day we need to focus one day at a time at healthy behaviors basically right that is it that's amazing you can have all the money you want if you're not healthy you're gonna hate it that's you know what is what's this phrase health is wealth and all this stuff and um you know a lot of people like yeah, i'd rather be rich and you you wouldn't though like when you even like even small stuff like a blocked nose, you go, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't take advantage of the days I didn't have a blocked nose. <laughs> I have a blocked nose. I go, oh my god, I can't believe I those days I haven't got a blocked nose. I'm going to appreciate them so much. But when it comes to those days, you feel healthy again. You just uh, you don't appreciate it, do you? You just like you just take it for granted, and then someone else pops in, and you go, oh my god, I should have taken them off. I should have taken those days more because I could have walked. You have an injury, you're like, oh my god, I just want to go for a walk. These basic things we overlook day to day are what we truly what we truly need to do to be healthy and happy, I think. So today, if we focus one day at a time, we can always bring it back to a daily focus, which is much easier than looking at our lives as a whole. We do these basic stuff. We go for walks. We're able to do we're able to work out. We can work out. We don't we don't it's not that we have to work out, it's that we can do it. We got the luxury of being able to do focus on ourselves, you know, journaling in the morning, in the evening, looking at our own thoughts doing an evening review of the day, being aware of all the desires that pop in and all the negative thoughts that can pop in the minds, but we don't take them seriously. Okay, we just observe them without judgment. Same for food, all this stuff. And basically, we live a day free. We're freely living a day and we're, we're being healthy. And that is it. That's, that's, that's the ultimate goal, I think, from all this stuff. When, once you reach your fat loss goal, you, you will look back and be like, how did I waste so much time and energy on losing uh, pounds as opposed to living healthy each day or living a healthy happy life each day
I genuinely think once we reach that, we will we 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 will look at those days bizarrely looking back. We look, I can't believe that's how I used to my days used to be run. So yeah, guys, if that makes sense, happy days. If it doesn't, happy days. <laughs> but hopefully, have a good day. Have a nice walk. Get your one big thing done. Zoom back into one day at a time, and uh, all things will be well. So I'll speak to you soon.